Welcome to a deeper life podcast with the flowers. Today we are doing a very exciting bonus episode uh, because the people the people wanted it. So we're gonna have um, Ellie and I are gonna kind of talk through. Uh, how our birth story went, or I guess Ellie's birth story. I didn't do a whole lot in the whole situation um, so that you guys can really hear what that is. And I'll say this before we get into it. Um, I was excited when Ellie Ellie actually had this idea. Uh, man, was it the first night? No, the I, first night? Yeah, I feel like I feel There's like a lot going on the first night. Whenever, you, whenever you had this idea, I was sleeping in the hospital when you told me like, hey, I think we should record a podcast about... Well, he was how this whole experience went. He was born in the middle of the night, so yeah. Like, so yeah, not the first then. night, but not what, then. Okay, okay. So the second night that yeah. he was alive, um, and I was like, "That's a good idea," because I do feel like this has been one of the deepest and heaviest experiences of my entire <laughs> life. So uh, I think it'll fit well um, with kind of what we're talking about in a lot of different ways. So um, without further to do, then uh, we'll let's talk about it. Okay. Well, so first of all, I feel like something that's important about this is the lead up to the birth, in which case my pregnancy was pretty normal until I hit 32 weeks. And then at 32 weeks, they did the like measuring of your uterus type thing. And I was all of a sudden measuring like gigantic. I had been measuring completely on track until that point. I was So yeah, I was 32 weeks and I was measuring closer to 37 so they sent me to a high-risk doctor where they did an ultrasound to measure him to make sure, it, like, if it was him or if it was, like, extra fluid. And they were like, you're giving birth to a college student. And essentially, you know, meeting with the high-risk doctor, she was like, he's estimated by your due date to be 11 and a half pounds, big baby, whatever. So we always – we had this in the back of our head that, like, we might have to be induced – um, it might C-section. be a C-section. Yeah. There was like his shoulders could get stuck. This whole, you know, a lot of fear there, but like a lot of just, just it wasn't gonna like the odds that it wasn't just gonna be normal were pretty high from that point on. Right. Yes. So then my prayer from then on was like I just want to go on my own. Um, I we had an induction date at my thirty nine weeks, you know, point. And I was just like, gosh, I don't want to be induced. I really just want my body to go on its own. So I was gigantic. Like if you saw my stomach, it, I mean, it, I, it looked like I had twins for sure. Um, so I was so uncomfortable. I had such bad insomnia. I was so miserable. And I also like two weeks prior to when I went into labor, I started having like contractions and I would have contractions literally every day leading up to actually going into labor. So I was so frustrated at this point. Um, so I was 38 weeks and three days um, when my water broke. So I was up against insomnia. I wasn't sleeping. I was having contractions, but nothing different than everything else that I've been feeling. Mm-hmm. And my prayer was that my water would break because I was so frustrated with how my contractions had been. I was like, I just need this to be so obvious and for things to move fast. Yeah, we Um, really didn't want to spend like that whole extra time, any any extra time in the hospital than we needed to. Right. right. And with inductions, typically with your first, it just is a longer process. Um, So again, I really wanted it to be clear. And so I was just literally laying in bed awake at 3 a.m., and I heard my water 
pop, like literally made. Oh, a, I just I just tried to make a pop noise a and it didn't noise. it didn't work very well. And you could feel it, and I was like, oh my gosh, like. But then I didn't feel any gush or anything like that, because um, I was laying down. So I sat up, and then sure enough, felt it. It wasn't like a ton. Um, and sorry for. Yeah, it's not, gonna be, not be like super. No, this is gonna. It's it's a birth story, so the warning is there that this is <laughs> that's what you're gonna get. So, um, so it wasn't just like a ton of water. It was just a little bit, um, but enough that I was like, okay, for sure, that's what that was. Um, so I woke Caleb up. What was your response? I thought you were joking, honestly. So the 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 reason I thought you were joking was you had told me this is a completely on the side of the thing, but this is why I made that joke. Um, Ellie's always like worried when she asked me to go get her food at night that I'm going to die in a car accident. And so I, the night before I went to go get her Taco Bell and the Taco Bell we usually go to was closed. So I had to go to a different Taco Bell and then I was, it was taking forever. So I called her and she answered and I was like, Hey, I got in a car accident. And she was like, Oh my gosh, really? And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. And so I thought she was just playing that same joke on, you know? eight hours later when it was three in the morning and was I was like, oh, are you like serious? And she's like, no, my water, like it really just broke. And so I was like, okay. So I got up out of bed um, and then, yeah. I- so, yeah. So then it was like, okay, what do we do? So we, uh, the big priority is like, we need to find people. Yeah. Not, so not have- find people. We need our family to answer their phone. We need to execute the plan that we had talked to everybody about, you know, because we have the three kids at home that we got to make sure they're watched and, the cat that no one cares about. Um. <laughs> right. So Kayla started making the phone calls, and I got in the shower because I wanted to wash my hair. <laughs> Priorities. I had to make sure my hair was clean. Um, and so I got in the shower, and I immediately started being really, getting really shaky, and I didn't know if it was just adrenaline or if it was, like, the contraction starting because it was pretty, like, 20 or so minutes after my water broke, it was like, yeah, these are like full. Full, different than what you yeah, had Yeah, different than, yeah. yeah, contractions. And it just escalated so fast. So we're, Caleb's like making all the phone calls. I'm like, do we need to call the hospital? Tell them that we're coming. Do I need to come now? How long am I supposed to wait? It just, we had so many questions and like, it was just kind of frantic. Yeah. And yeah, so one, we did call the hospital because you told me, you told me we were supposed to do that. You're like, no, you have to call the hospital and get to let them know you're coming, which I thought you did. You said you said we got to get advice from the hospital, and so I called. Okay, yes, because no one had told me what I was supposed to do if my water broke. Literally, I mean, because I never had like a normal doctor's appointment after my 32 week where they like tell you like here's the signs or none. I had none of that, so I was like, am I supposed to wait? Am I supposed to? Do I have, like, a timeline that I have to come in by? So I didn't know. Yeah. And they didn't give me any information. They were like, well, did you call this number? And I was like, no, I called the hospital. I was freaking out. I was <laughs> at that point. I was like, what is going <laughs> yes, on? And so so out. why I'm also trying to get any information from the hospital, which ended up just being me telling them that my wife's water broke when we were heading there, I'm trying to call um, my mom and sister who live, like, 10 minutes from our house to tell you know get them to come over to watch the kids and i literally called them for an hour (laughs) and they just did not they were just they were just not waking up and my mom is one of those people like probably like the majority of people who are uh you know a little bit older in age who just complains all the time about how she can't sleep and how she's up all night but nope not that night that (laughs) night she was sleeping soundly and just would not wake up and your sister had had a night a dream the night before that she had missed 
the phone call or yeah. about my water or something. And she was yeah. like, of course that happened. I mean, and there's been like, she's told me, we work together, so I, I saw her a lot right before this, but she, probably 10 different times it was like, my phone's on loud. Like I'll wake up, it happens at night, text me first. Like I got you, don't worry. And then sure enough, <laughs> an hour, an hour later, they finally, yes. finally answer. So finally got a hold of everybody and it was like fine. Like I definitely was starting to like panic a little bit because I was like, these contractions are like painful. Like they, I mean, oh, yeah. pretty pretty quickly on, I was like, this is not comfortable. And just so everyone knows, if you've not had your water break before, mine, like every time I had a contraction, I would like gush more water out. And I was so confused by that. And so I just kept having to like get dressed again. And I was getting so frustrated because I you was were, like, You were pretty frustrated. I, I was think. so frustrated because I was like, I am running. This is your warning against about birth. I was running out of underwear because I was like, I kept putting underwear on and then I would like be packing and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have water dripping down my legs again. So I was like, what am I even supposed to wear to the hospital if I keep just getting wet? So there you go. Yeah. So. The other the other favorite part of the at home part for me was, <laughs> okay. so uh, Ellie's mom, Julie, was with us for like the majority of the time and she had like was on the phone with Ellie and I told her like, hey, you got to get some like oil. I'll like rub your back with it in the um, hospital, all this stuff. And so Ellie's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're like bouncing on the ball. Yeah. Bounced on the ball. And this, so this is just like an example of how agitated she was. And she was like, Caleb, I need you to go into the the bathroom and get the yellow bottle um, because my mom needs it for me later. And I was like, okay. I said, Oil. Okay, yeah, yellow bottle of oil. Okay, so I go in there, and I'm like, I guess I'm like, okay, is it like an essentials, you know, like, is it that kind of a yellow bottle <laughs> or whatever? And so I grab this bottle that has a yellow lid, and I, I walk out, and I was like, okay, is this what you need? And she looks at me dead in the eyes, <laughs> and is like, Caleb, I'm going to need you to be better than that today. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So I I think I went in and grabbed like four or five things to figure out like what the yellow bottle was. And the bottle – was, I was frustrated because it was not the first product that you brought. You brought out one product and I was like, that's obviously not it. So then you brought out a second thing and you're like, I don't know where it is. And I was, that's what I was like, okay, if you make me get off this freaking birthing ball well, you could have said You could have it. said it, it's, it has the B on it. It, had, it was the Burt's Bees or whatever. Know. And that would have been like, okay, great. Burt's Bees oil. Got it. But nope, just yellow. Yellow. And there's yellow body 50 oil. things in so our So he got sunscreen are, out yeah. and <laughs> something else. That was clearly not it. Uh, yeah. So, yes, I was – I got better, though. That was, like, my – like, probably my only mean moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. I really was – I feel the like. next part, yeah, the next piece is just panic, but then, yes, yeah. the next piece yeah. is panic. So mom gets there, she's gonna sister like, gets there, follow behind us. Yep, Rebecca gets there to watch the boys. We did not leave the kids unattended. <sighs> I know it was a close one there because I was starting to be like, okay, I'm scared. Um, so then we get in the car, we're driving there, and as we're driving, I'm like, I feel like I should probably time my contractions, and I was like, Caleb, they're like every minute, and I was like really having a hard time with them, but all and. Caleb pulls us into the wrong side of the hospital. No, 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 no. I pulled us into the right side of the hospital. It just happened to be closed. It was yes. at this point. It was like five thirty in the morning, and I figured the main entrance was open, and it was not. Okay. Yes. So I'm already in the wheelchair in the like 
the part of the hospital where it's like the doors won't open, but I'm like already in the entryway type of thing. And I just started sobbing because I was so freaked out by how fast my contractions were coming. And that I was already in a lot of pain. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is like I pray that this would happen this way, that it was fast and obvious. And now I'm scared. So then we had to pull, you know, get back in the car, pull around to the other side, got us in. So that was good. We're good to go. Got into the hospital. And right away they checked me and I was at a two which I was like, okay, great. Like, you know, so they admitted me because my water had already broke and I was dilated and ready to go. So right away I was like, yes, I want the epidural. Let's get that done. So at this point now I got the epidural around seven. So it's been about four hours since my water broke. And again, my contraction started pretty quick after that. So I was ready for the epidural at this point. And Caleb, bless his heart, did not understand what an epidural was or how that worked. So he had to, like, sit at my feet while they did it to, like, support me. And he was so confused when in, I don't did I mention that I was supposed to go on my spine? And that's when you were like, wait, what? Well, you mentioned that we had, we had another friend who had a baby a few weeks, uh, weeks before you, and their husband passed out during it. And the whole time I just was like... Oh, yeah, it's stuff you put in the IV, and it just drips in, and the pain goes away, <laughs> and that's that. But, uh, yeah. Yes, so, so. Then, so then when he saw, like, the needle to just numb me yeah. in the spine, he was like, could you be paralyzed? And I was like, well, thank you for that. <laughs> well, right, yeah. yeah, and then the, the, guy, the guy doing it was like, do you have any questions about what we need to do? And I was like, oh, you just go for it. And he, yeah, and that was, I mean, ha- going through contractions and having an epidural putting being put in at the same time is, like, so painful. And you were getting your blood pressure taken at that time. Oh, I was, So like, your my, blood pressure was really high. <laughs> yes, they were, like, squeezing my arm and having a contraction while trying to, like, put something in my spine. I'm like, what kind of torture and, is this? And then the, for, like, the rest of the labor, they were like, well, you did have that one really high blood pressure early on. Yeah, I was like, mm, yeah, no duh. So anyhow, got the epidural and... Pretty quick after that, I was able to, like, sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you took – I mean, you took a good nap. Yeah, like. I took a nap. And and then, I mean, at this point, you know, probably they checked me again around 10, and I was at, like, a 4. I mean, I feel like I progressed pretty fast. I was yeah. at a 4, and then I was at a 5. I feel like it went from 4 to 8, but I don't know. No, no, no. No, no, no. 4 to 5, and then it went from a 5 to a 9. Okay. So those those are on my only checks. It was I two, guess that's right because I, I remember five. being like disappointed when you went from four to a five after like a couple hours yeah. or whatever. It was like I had only gone up one. But I would. I mean, again, Caleb hadn't listened to any of like no. birth stories. So for me, I was like, "Yep, that's great. Like we're progressing, we're moving. Like I felt awesome about it." So anyhow, um, <laughs> just for how like labor's going. First of all, we had the most stunning view: giant window. Um, and it was like fall leaves and you could see like the, was it the flat irons you could see or just like the mountains? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could see the flat irons, but you could also see the rest of I mean, it the was, front range mountains. It was so beautiful. I just kept looking at the window and being like, it's so pretty. It rained a little bit. It did rain and I love the rain. So I was just like, honestly, I was like, this is amazing. I'm progressing the way I hoped I would. My water broke. The epidurals like, let me rest. Sorry. And then. <laughs> And then um, Caleb, my feet were so 
swollen. Like, I was so swollen. So, the one thing I had asked Caleb to do besides get me water throughout the whole thing was to, like, just squeeze my feet because I just needed some, like, feeling in my feet. I hated the way that the epidural felt, and I was so swollen. So, I was like, you know, if you need to just pull a chair down, like, you don't have to stand there. Just pull a chair to my feet and just, like, squeeze them. He did it for maybe 15 seconds. I think I think you are exaggerating how short that amount of time was, but that's okay. I mean, oh, not more than a minute. Look, I okay, <laughs> whatever. And then, and then he started like straight up, looked like he's about to have a panic attack because he was like, it's so hot in here, I can't breathe. It, our, our thermostat in our room, we found out later, was set all the way up, and it, it was. It was, it, I was like, internal like my internal body temperature had to be so high i i like <laughs> I, there was not a time during this whole thing where i was like oh i feel like i'm woozy or whatever but that like i was like oh my gosh yes, i'm about to point. pass out and nothing's even happening <laughs> so he like immediately stood up and he was like i have to change and so he ran over to his suitcase it's like throwing things around in a suitcase and he's like oh my gosh i didn't pack a single pair of shorts and he starts counting how many pairs of underwear he brought. He brought five pairs of underwear yeah. and no shorts. And he's, like, so frustrated. So then he's like, that's it. I have to take off my socks. And we're like, okay. So it's just, like, me, my mom, and Caleb. <laughs> and he's just freaking out about how hard Hey, but once the socks came off, cooled down. And did he ever come back to do my feet? I, no, I definitely he didn't. did. No, you didn't. Well, I, I for sure also pushed on, like, your back, too, whatever that was. I did that, like, the whole time. The so, whole time. Most of the time. When I was, yes. Yes. When I was, oh, the contractions came back really bad. Yes. So yeah, anyhow. I didn't just do nothing. I was like. Yeah. Well, we're just thankful that my mom was there. Cause yeah. She, she yeah. Was, she did great. It was she, nice to have her. She was very attentive to me, which was great. So anyhow, I was so thirsty the whole time. I just kept like chugging water. And um, who got you all that water you were drinking? Me. You kept, yeah. you did refill it. Yeah. Did my mom mostly hand it to me? No. No, yes. No. Anyhow, so my contractions, yeah, definitely started to pick up towards like when I was at a five. That's when I was like, I feel like everything started kind of changing a lot, which then again, f- like the four hours later, it went from a five to a nine. So it's like I have made so much progress during those contractions, but I was in so much pain and specifically in my back on the right side. So when he was doing my epidural, I told him, I was like, my right side can still feel it on my right side. He kept trying to adjust it. And it just throughout my entire labor, like as anesthesiologists kept coming in and I kept saying like, I still feel it on my right side. They like couldn't fix it. So, um, I was yeah definitely laboring in my back on my right side and I was in so much pain. And so at one point, like my mom was like, you were like pale, like Mm-hmm. I looked very sick, ghostly, because I was in so much pain. Um, and then it kind of eased out. I mean, contractions are wild because it's like they come really hard, really fast, and can last for a really long time, and then they just stop. I don't know. Honestly, don't know what's happening. But it's so confusing with, like, epidurals, too. Anyhow, came out of that. So then, I mean, at, it was like 4 o'clock. They checked me, and I was at a 9 I was like, whoa, okay, so he's coming. And so they're like, we'll check you again in like 20 minutes. But like at this point, like he's coming. Yeah, and and yeah, they were like, we'll start pushing then in 20 minutes. Right. So I'm just like chilling there, waiting, and they like put more epidural in me or whatever. 
So at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, at this moment, like I'm not feeling a whole lot. And it wasn't until now five o'clock when they came in, they're like, okay, you're completely like dilated. Let's go. So I started pushing, pushing, pushing. (laughs) They did all the different positions because I, you know, again, I have this epidural, so I can only really do like I'm on my back. And then they put me on my left side and then they put me on my right side. And then they got out the like, what is it called? The squat bar. I mean, like they did literally everything Mm -hmm. to get me. The peanut ball. But the peanut ball wasn't for that. That was for in between, I guess. Yeah. Progress. Well, no, you used it during pushing. Kay. I don't remember that, but maybe. Yeah, you for sure did. Anyway, I'll, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, so I pushed for about two and a half hours, and I remember at like hour one, I was like, "This isn't working. Like nothing is. <laughs> I can tell nothing's working." And they're like, "No, just keep going." So. I mean, I, you know, I was a little discouraged at that point, but at two and a half hours when the doctor came in to check and it was like, he literally hasn't moved at all. I was like, so frustrated. So I like started crying because the doctor was like, I'm really discouraged. And I was like, I'm really discouraged. Like I've just been pushing for two and a half hours. So, you know, they had like their full hands in me, which I did not realize this. This is again, things that my mom and Caleb told me afterwards, but they put their whole hand in to like feel me push. And I was, they're like, you're pushing perfectly and he's coming down and then he just sucks right back up. So they like talked about having a C-section. Then they let me try again, try pushing it like a couple more times to like see if, you know, if anything would change. And they had a nurse shift change. So then I had my original nurse that had all day long. She wanted to stay. So she stayed and I got, a new nurse who I love so much. I mean, they were both great. Um, but at the point where I was like two, at two and a half hours and I started crying because I was so frustrated, the new nurse is like this little Asian lady and she like literally got so close to my face and she was like, you need to pull yourself together. <laughs> I was like, okay. So <clears throat> again, kept trying to push and they're like, this is, yeah, it just wasn't working. So this is now we're at like hour three. Um, It's like eight o'clock and they're like, okay, like let's do the C-section. So, and I was okay with that because at this point I was like, I, if he's not coming down on his own, like even if I kept pushing and pushing and he did start to come down, I'm like, clearly my body did everything perfectly up until this point. Like, my water broke. I progressed great. Like I had no extra help. It's not like they put me on Pitocin or anything. Like my body was doing everything. And he, like, they're like, if he is big, like this may just be your body saying like, no. Yeah. Like that's how it'll, you'll know. Yeah. And all the risks of like his shoulders getting stuck and having to break a collarbone or having to push him back up or like, I mean, they like really freaked me out. So I was like, if he's not coming, I don't want to force him to come and then him get hurt. So I was like, but I, I mean, I couldn't actually, like, articulate any of this at the time. I was, like, just sobbing. I was so upset. <clears throat> and so it was very fast at this point. Once it was, like, okay, this is what's happening. They, like, put the little net in my hair. I started having me sign things. The anesthesiologist came in who was going to do the surgery, and she, like, ripped my ice chips out of my hand. 
And I was like, have you been eating these? And I was like, uh, yeah, I've been in labor. And she was like, no, no more of that. Literally took them from my hands. <laughs> so she was, kind of, she was kind of mean. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that was rude. Um, and I mean, do you want to share how you're feeling at this point? Are you? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's funny when we got there, like at five 30, they were like, yeah, you can do a C-section now if you want to. And we were like, oh, we'll just, you know, push out. And so I think I felt really bad for you for that because it was just like so long of pain and yeah. suffering for, you know, it, it was just all the, the, the labor pains, right. Without the baby. So exactly that I felt bad for you because of that. And then just getting ready for like, I was C-sectioned. So, um, you know, I wasn't super worried, you know, like freaked out by it because I was like, okay, like I know what happens. Yeah. You know, all that. So yeah, at this point I wasn't really that worried. Yeah. I wasn't, I don't think I was scared. I was just like really upset that like, and I, and I disappointed and, and I don't regret trying at all. Like I'm really glad I went through all of that. Um, but at that point I was just, you know, really discouraged obviously. So they signed all the papers, and they had Caleb put on his scrubs. And it also is crazy how little information we got about it when they made you sign the papers. Like, yeah, and maybe like they legitimately, were... you know, when you do terms and conditions on like a thi- like an, a new app, right? I feel like I like paid that much attention to this thing you signed before they cut you open, uh, right? Well, and that was part of it too. Is I was like, maybe they did give us a rundown and it was just like my brain couldn't even function to like listen. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you. Like, I mean, it was like, yeah, we're going to cut you open. There's some bowel risk that we have to be aware of. And that's it's it. Super low. Yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I, I, mean, I can't even tell you what they said about a worst case scenario. So anesthesia, general anesthesia. Okay. Is what they said, so, it was like, okay, great, whatever. So sign the things, and then I have to go on my own into the C-section room. So if you've ever had a C-section, I don't know if everyone's experience is the same, but I I mean, it was like I felt like I was going into like a torture room because it was like these horribly bright lights, and you're I'm like alone. They're like trying to move me onto the like table, and I'm still like, you know, half paralyzed from my epidural. So they're like, <laughs> I just felt so not cute just being pulled onto this table. And it's like, you know, they're asking me questions and I'm just waiting for Caleb. And then they lay me down. Caleb comes in. Yeah. And that's when I they start like kind of poking me. And I was like, I can feel it on my right side. And I was like very like, okay, I've been like – quiet about this for the most part throughout my labor that like my right sense like my right side is feeling it but I was like not like okay you have to fix it I was just like whatever like but at this point I was like okay you're not cutting me open and I can feel this (laughs) so I was like very vocal I was like no I can feel that I can feel that so they pushed more epidural and I was like nope for sure can still feel it on my right side so then they rolled me onto my right side to have it like kind of drip more into my right side same thing I was like nope I can feel it and so then they had me sit back up, took the epidural out, and then put – and, you know, at this point I'm like, I should probably just look up what they actually did. But they put something else in me to help, like – Another uh, anesthesia. N- another, like, numbing. numbing. yeah. 
thing. We're we're big in in the medical world, <laughs> so we, we don't know, know what they yeah, did. Yeah. <clears throat> so they put something else in, and they told me as I was like laying back down, they're like, "We can't control how high up this one goes." Whereas like your epidural, typically it just goes, you know, down. Down. <clears throat> this might go up, and so she's like. You know, as I'm like a T on the table, she's like, let me know if you start feeling numb in your hands. And so pretty quick, I was like, yep, feeling numb in my hands. She's like, keep squeezing Caleb's hand and then the nurse on the other side. So I kept trying to squeeze their hands or whatever. And I was like, I could still do it, but I was like, I'm feeling numb. And then all, I mean, again, very quickly, then it was like in my chest and I started like panicking. I was like, I can't breathe. And so I was looking at... (laughs) the nurses in their eyes and I was like I can't breathe I can't breathe and obviously I could because I was able to communicate that but I was like I literally could feel myself like or I couldn't feel myself breathe I don't I don't know what was happening but I literally was like I can't breathe in my chest like I'm having a hard time catching my breath and so they're like you know I already had the like thing in my nose the nose oxygen yeah so but then they put the like scuba looking mask over my nose and mouth to help me catch my breath and I couldn't I was so freaked out and I just at this point I they couldn't even hear me talk so I just was looking in their eyes like please god don't let me die because I just was staring at them like I need you to see me that I am like scared right now and that I can't breathe so I was like I you know and so they quickly like picked up on that because I kept just shaking my head like oh my gosh like please don't do this to me right now so The next thing I know, they're telling Caleb to leave. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, Dad, leave. And I, you know, said, I I love you. And then they're like, Dad, leave. Start, just everyone go. And so. Yeah, the anesthesiologist was like, everyone start going. Yeah. So I get, I get like kind of rushed out of the room, door shuts. And this like nurse, I guess, takes, she's like, all right, you're going to wait here. um, And we'll keep you updated. And so they put me in this room that's like right next to the operating room. And it has like. A computer, um, like a freezer, and four chairs just kind of like pushed in the corner. And I was like, man, this is not good. Like this is like a storage break room that like all the people come hang out in that they just like put me in for, you know, whatever. So I text um, Ellie's mom to let her know that I just got like kicked out of the the, the room. And apparently like why that's going on, uh, Julie's sitting on like a bench out in the hallway and here's like – uh, like a, an intercom thing, and like they're a like they're like calling a code, like you know in Grey's Anatomy when they're like code blue, and everyone starts running down the hallway. Like that's happening like outside for Julie. Like that happened, and then she got the text yeah. from Caleb. Yeah, so she's she's freaking out, thinking that Ellie's gonna die. Ellie's freaking out, thinking that she's you know can't breathe and is gonna die. And I'm like, this is bad. Like all the stories I heard about my C-section were like my dad liked to even wash his hands before he went in there. You know, like I was like, this cannot be in a, like a good. Right. And the plan was, I mean, with C-sections, Caleb was going to cut the umbilical cord still. Obviously mm-hmm. they're going to do skin to skin right away, bring the baby over to me. So Caleb's kicked out and, and I was put under general anesthesia and don't remember anything after that. Cause they put me yep. under. So I'm, I send that text and I'm probably in the room for, maybe four minutes without knowing anything. And eventually, the, I think the anesthesiologist comes in and she was like, mom's fine, the, the baby's fine, like everyone's okay, we'll like bring, and I'm like, okay, well when will like Ellie be awake? And they're like, well, they'll kind of sew her up and fix, put everything back together and then we'll bring the baby in soon. 
and and she's like, okay, can I get you anything? And I was like, yeah, the like the baby, bring bring me the baby. And she's like, okay, we'll get the baby to you as soon as you can. And so she leaves, and then like I text everyone to let them know that you're okay. And then a minute later, they you know wheel him in there on the little rolling uh, bassinet thing, and there he was, little nine pound eight ounces. <laughs> Big boy. Big boy. Yeah. If you, uh, there's a picture we have of him that we took the next day and his, you can just see his stomach and it's like, oh man, he's a hoss. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a big guy. Which, yeah. Yeah. So I like, you know, last thing I remember is like them kicking Caleb out. I like have this mask over my mouth. I can't breathe. Like it's horrible. Like total nightmare situation. And then I'm like waking up super super groggy and this is where it's like my memory's kind of like peace like yeah. just pieces um but i remember them just saying like your baby is so big and that i mean that's a memory and then i'm all of a sudden in the room with Caleb and my mom and the baby and um i like they brought the baby over. Caleb, you brought the baby to mm-hmm. me. and Yeah, because I'm the only one who held him. Okay. And you were really nervous. Yeah, because you were, like, obviously coming out of <laughs> anesthesia. Right. So I'm, like, hardly awake, but I really wanted him. Like, I, like, took him from Caleb right away. Um, and I remember asking for water. And... I mean, so, because I was put under general, general anesthesia, they had to intubate me, so my throat was just, like, destroyed. Um, so I could hardly talk, and my throat hurt really bad, and I was just, like, I mean, you know, <laughs> it was not a, a pretty picture, not at all what I, I had pictured. And at this point, it had been two hours after he was born that I actually, like, was out and got to meet him. Um. So... Yeah, so, you know, he was brought to me, um, and, yeah, I mean, and it was, like, midnight at this point, and Caleb went to sleep, and I was reeled into the recovery, like, the our room, and my mom left, and it was just, like, so weird, because I'm, like, now I'm, like, super stitched up, and trying to figure out this baby and I'm also like super groggy and it's been like the longest day and it but I was like super in love right away like I was like oh my gosh he's like the cutest thing I've ever seen yeah he's adorable super cute so I mean overall it was like I think the big thing overall and you think about what you want to say but I for me it was like it went so well and then it went so bad so quickly yeah and and obviously it could have been a lot worse, but yes, but yeah, it was like it was just like oh this is gonna be great, you know, forget what the high risk doctor said, like things are gonna be fine, and then well, and it was like I am having him two almost two weeks early, so I was like maybe he won't be as big, and I will be able to push him out. I, yeah, I mean, cause it's like, is it tomorrow? Is today. it the due date or today? today. Third. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like he should have been come come on November third and came. October 23rd. October 23rd. Yeah. So I really was like, okay, this is uh, so ideal. Like, everything's going so great. And, yeah. And then it just, like, the C-section thing, my friend had just gone through literally the exact same scenario. 
And so I was like, it's okay. Like this, these things happen. And I'm so glad I tried. It was just the actual like panic of the epidural not working. And then the, like the other thing, like making me like not be able to breathe. And then, yeah. So, I mean, we got a lot of apologies from oh, I think, the staff. I think every single person in the OR apologized to me later yeah. on. And then the next day, like the main guy came in. He's like, I talked to your anesthesiologist yesterday. I'm really sorry that happened. Like that's the worst case scenario. I mean, 3% of C-sections end up having to do general anesthesia because it's super not great for mom and baby just because like it increases your chances of postpartum depression and suicide and self-harm by like a ton just because it's like I missed the first two hours of his life I was literally like asleep in an OR um so that was sucky (laughs) yeah yeah I think the one of the things I'm bummed about is not actually getting to like, like I have, we have three kids and prior to this one and all of them have been just handed to me by Mm -hmm. somebody and have been like clean, ready, put together. And I think there was a piece of this where I was like, Oh, it'd be really great. Like, you know, I don't know. That'd be great. But like, like I've never had like a gooey baby. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I think I do think that like it feels a little different because it was like it was more similar to getting a kid there to getting like one of my boys that I've gotten before than I was expecting it would have been. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it was definitely like you know, I've been processing and it's only been not even he's not even 2 weeks old, so at this point everything's still very fresh, but even just like seeing the pictures of Caleb meeting him, that's going to make me cry, but like I'm really sad I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyhow. So yeah, I mean, is there anything else from the the hospital time or any of that? Do you want to share? No, and I. Um, I think just like we had a lot of like of our prayers answered. Like he was completely safe the whole time. I was completely safe the whole time. Like. Um, he did come early, his wa- like, my water did break, I did progress well, like, I did have this beautiful, like, labor experience, like, um, and I was, like, really nervous about having another newborn, and I, like, loved him so fast, like, I've never, like, loved a person so quickly, um, so I'm, like, really thankful that God answered those prayers. And now I'm just working through, like, I mean, the trauma of, like, how it all happened. Um, it was, it's not even that it wasn't ideal. Like, it was really scary. And I um, just, like, missed. Again, like, the same with Caleb, like, with our boys like it's like we've missed parts of their life and I like I'm so bummed that I like missed the first two hours of his life and him meeting Caleb and Caleb meeting him and all that so yeah yeah but you are alive so that's good I'm alive he's alive yeah I didn't die (laughs) yeah everyone's everyone's great so yeah well, thank you so much um, for tuning in and listening to this special edition of A Deeper Life with the Flowers. Um, 
I don't know that we'll ever do this again because hopefully this is the last time we're gonna Ellie's gonna <laughs> deliver a baby. Um, although she can, they did they did tell me they were like, "Don't worry, we stitched her up in the right way so that you could have uh, vaginal birth if you wanted to." So I didn't know that. Yeah. See, this yeah. is like the weirdest thing about processing it all is like Caleb and my mom keep telling me things that like I didn't know. Yeah. So, so there you go. So maybe we'll do this again. Who knows? <laughs> Great. But um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day and we will see you next time.